Welcome into the His and Hers Podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside Paige. Today we have what we've all been waiting for. The AFC-NFC preview for the 2023-2024 season. That's music to all of our ears as we approach just a week until football. That's right, a week from today, we'll have football on our screens. A meaningful, real football game. And we cannot wait. We'll preview who we think was will win the divisions, who's going to be playing in the championship games, and ultimately who's going to be hoisting that Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. That's all next here on the His and Hers Podcast. Page, page, page. One singular week from the first game, a week and a half from the first slate of Sunday football until Mr. Scott Hansen yells from the top of the mountains of seven-hour commercial free football. It's going to be great. As we prepare for it, I figured that we would go through by the divisions, kind of rank out the teams, give our AFC and NFC championship preview, guess. And then our Super Bowl prediction as well. So let's start with the division that I think is going to be a ton of fun to watch. Obviously, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, we're going to start with the AFC East. So the AFC East is the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, and New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills coming off a disappointing campaign, losing in the semifinals. The Dolphins reinvigorated, uh, losing in the playoffs to the Bills in the first round. First-year head coach, now going into his second year, bringing in a lot of firepower, different positions. New York Jets, obviously, and all of the stuff that they've done to reload and to give themselves a two-year window with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, the hard knocks darlings. And then the New England Patriots, the team of old, who now seems to be the team at the bottom of the division. But I'll turn it over to you, Paige. Talk to me about the AFC East. How do you see it finishing Who's the winner, and how does it fall one through four? I mean, the AFC in general is just stacked. Obviously, there's a lot of – it's difficult to choose in this division in its entirety, but I think especially in this uh, specific division, I think just so many opportunities here. But when it comes to everything going on, there's obviously been a lot of talk about the New York Jets. And for me, I don't think it's fluff. I don't think it's over-exaggerating what the Jets are building there. I think with pulling in um, Aaron Rodgers, but then having people like Reese Hall, having Sauce Gardner, having Garrett Wilson, having like the insane defensive line. Like this team is something that I think should be, other teams should be genuinely concerned about. And honestly, like to me, they look like the Buffalo Bills did two years ago, where it's like they've got the D-line, they've got the quarterback, they've got the receiving core, they've got the running back, like they've got a coach that has a lot of excitement around him. And so for me, it's just like, I feel like the Buffalo Bills have kind of missed their chance. I think two years ago and last year was their opportunity to really take that step forward and win a Super Bowl. I mean, it just, it begs that question of like, is Josh Allen that guy that can actually win in those big games? 
Or is he going to be the Kirk Cousins, the Dak Prescotts of the world, where it's like, he's good, he's incredible, he's insanely fun to watch, but when it comes to the postseason, he's never going to be able to get over that hump when he has to play teams like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. And so for me, I don't know. I just think this division is super tough. I think the Miami Dolphins were really, really good last year. Tyreek Hill had an insane year. If Tua was healthy that entire year, I think Tyreek Hill possibly surpasses Justin Jefferson in receiving yardage. And so for me, it's like, I think the Miami Dolphins are going to take a step up. I think the New York Jets are going to be incredible. And so for me, it's flushing out. I'm taking New York Jets at 12 and five. Miami Dolphins coming in second in the division at 10 and seven. The Buffalo Bills coming in at nine and eight. And the New England Patriots coming in last at eight and nine. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, out of obviously nine and eight, you're kind of on the fringe. Do you think that the Bills miss the playoffs? I do not. I think the Bills actually sneak into the playoffs. Okay. Coming in third in their division. All right. So, kind of previous winners, it's been one of the more unique divisions where there was. From 2013 to 2019, the Patriots won the division every single year. No surprise there with Tom Brady and company. Now the last three years, 2020, 21, 22, have been won by the Buffalo Bills. So you're saying that there's going to be a new division champion. And I would love to find out when the last time the New York Jets won the division. Do you know that? Probably Super Bowl three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm doing a quick Google search right now of when the last time. Let's see, two thousand two thousand and two. Right before Belichick took over and owned the division. Yeah, I mean, I knew that they obviously made the two AFC championship games with Rex, Rex Ryan, but that was still during the Brady Belichick prime. So yeah, that makes sense. So kind of nuts. I didn't know it had been that long, though. But yeah, so you're talking about a team uh, that hadn't hasn't won it in that amount of time, and you think, and obviously with your prediction, twelve and five, and we've talked about this at length. If they can just survive that early season schedule, then they they would definitely be uh, in that mix. They, they have the first six games are as brutal as they come. Few of them are at home, however. So if they can get their three and three, four and two. They'd be sitting in a good spot. And I think that first game of the year, Monday Night Football, Jets-Bills will tell you everything you need to know about how the season's going to pan out for either team. Because I think they come out week one and the Bills just smash them in the mouth. I think you can tell, okay, the Bills team, they maybe learned a little bit from last year thinking that they had already done some things in the league when they really hadn't. And the Jets may be farther away. Because as we've talked about, defense is hard to replicate. You know, people assume defense goes year to year. They fall off pretty quickly. And so, yes, the yep. defense had a fantastic year. Are the chances good that they're going to be good? Absolutely. But they also could take a step back. And if the offense doesn't jump because of the offensive line, again, people fail to always talk about this a lot of the time. Aaron Rodgers is great, but he's old. And if they can't block, they're not going to be able to do anything, no matter how good he is. So that's my concern there. So in my prediction, I have two things flipped. I guess like I have it kind of just where the Bills are still going to be the number one. They're going to win four in a row at around 12-5, 11-6. The Jets are going to be in that 10-7 range, and then the Dolphins are going to be 8-9, 9-8, 8-9, and, eight, eight and, 
and you could flip flop them to me with the Bills or the Patriots. Right around both of them are going to be right around five hundred. So I view it a little differently. I think you know we talked about the Jets. Still believing in the Bills. I do. I do think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in that division currently, and I just I think the Dolphins. You know, to touch on them for just a little bit, think that it's a little bit of fluff with them and a little bit of too much believing in that coach where it looked like the offense had gotten pretty stale. Now, granted, the quarterback in and out never helps you. But again, the quarterback was in and out. So can Tua stay healthy? Can he avoid the concussions? And can, you know, they stay afloat? And then with the Patriots, I just, I, you know, Mac Jones, if you rank the four quarterbacks in that division, Mac Jones is is pretty far down the list. You know, him and Tua are maybe more comparable, but I would still put Tua ahead of Mac personally. <laughs> especially with the weapons that uh, Tua has oh. at his disposal. And so, 100%. so I just don't think, I don't think their defense is going to be good enough to overcome how bad, not how bad, but how mid-level that offense is going to produce this year. So maybe a little disagreements on both sides, but overall kind of the same theme. We just think, too, you know, think differently about how the, the Dolphins, I think, mainly and the Bills, obviously. So let's move over to so let's what's that? I was just gonna say moving on to AFC North. Perfect. So this is your man's division, your Jober Stan. Um, keep in mind he's fighting a calf injury here, but I think this division is going to be the most competitive. Uh, you have the Steelers record listed out nine and nine. I'd be fascinated to see how they're going to do that. Um, it's nine. And I, I'm just nine. I'm and just kidding. Um, so we have the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. I think these are, again, you said the AFC stacked, and you look at these last two divisions, they absolutely are. How do you see the AFC North shaking out uh, the previous winner being the Bengals for the last two years? Uh, actually, three years straight, they won the title. Three? Um, no, it's, no yeah. it's only been two. No, they, they have been, it's been three years. No. No way, Jose. Let's uh, uh, prove one. Oh, here we go. This is this is what you tune in for. <laughs> Us to argue. Let's see. Twenty twenty. What? I know I was on Wikipedia and it threw me uh, in 2020. The Pittsburgh Steelers won it with a record of 12 and four. Remember that's when they started 10 and oh, uh, I believe. Oh, yeah. And then the Bengals won right. it in 2020. Thank you very wrong. much. I just remember cause Joe Burrow's only going on his fourth season in the league. The first season is tore yeah, his ACL. That is stupid ACL. Injury. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. You got me on that yeah, one. But... Oh, and then you just throw the buddy out. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so obviously Bengals, exciting team. Not only do they have Joe Burrow, but they have incredible weapons across. They have a lot of guys on their rookie contract that make it possible for them to have some serious weapons. You're talking Higgins, you're talking Mixon, you're talking Chase. Um, so lots of exciting things there. For me, I think this is going to be one of the most competitive divisions. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just think that with Lamar signing, actually getting a long-term deal and actually having like a place, it feels like, um, solidified in Baltimore. I think we're going to see a lot of exciting play from him. I think there's going to be some really fun games between the Bengals and the Ravens. Um, but 
There are some things on the Ravens that just kind of concern me. Obviously, you've got, like, I think that Zay Flowers is going to be a stand-up star drafted on a couple of my fantasy teams because I think he is going to have a breakout season and be a huge impact with Lamar Jackson. But I just feel like there's concerns to me on the defensive front. There's concerns to me on some of the O-line situation. And so um, I have the Cincinnati Bengals coming out on top of this division at 13-4, and four, Baltimore Ravens just being right behind them at 12-5. and five. Um, I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, obviously they've been the talk of the town after preseason games. Kenny Pickett's been balling, having fun. He's been doing really well. And I think that there's a lot of exciting things. Obviously, Mike Tomlin is a coach that you can literally put your trust in at any point. So I think we're going to see a competitive Pittsburgh Steelers team, but I think they will end up at nine and eight just because of the schedule that they have. And then coming in last in the division, the Cleveland Browns, just I have no faith in Deshaun Watson. I think that he is cursed. He's a horrible human and he's cursed the Browns organization. And that organization just has to deal with that. Um, But even with him coming back last year, they went three and three um, and with his return. And I just don't see the Browns being able to pull out major wins over the three teams in their division. And so I have them settling down last at seven and ten. Yeah, I think this is the most interesting division because you could tell me that one of the four teams wins it. Unlike, you know, like if you told me the Patriots win, I'd be shocked. But this one, I really could believe anything. If you tell me the Browns win it, it's because Deshaun Watson returned to his previous form from a few years ago, uh, despite all the stuff that has happened. And, and that would make sense. Same with the Steelers, the defense. Kenny Pickett takes the next step. The Ravens and, and everything they have and the Bengals because they've done it, you know, the past couple of years. So I think this is the hardest one to gauge. I think this is the hardest division to kind of nail down what you think is going to happen. So to do, agree with your order, I do. I, I do think if you made me bet, I would probably go in that same order. Uh, maybe, I just, maybe the, flipping. The Steelers were the team. I just I couldn't decide between them and the Bills making it into wild card. I could see either one of them doing wild. Yeah, card. you know, and like you said, you can literally hang your hat on the fact that Mike Tom is going to be above five hundred. I mean, it just is what he does. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough division. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I agree with your order. Maybe I could I, I could see the Bengals and the Ravens flipping. But that's the greatest thing about this is it's not if injuries are going to happen, but it's when. And so which one of these those four teams is going to be unfortunately marred by the injury bug? And then I think that would determine how the whole season shakes out. For them. But again, if I, I think this it'll be one through four just like that. But if you told me the Browns won the division... I would be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Deshaun Watson two years ago was an MVP candidate, and that defense with Miles Garrett is pretty dang good. So, yeah. And what's so funny is that if you remember last year, the AFC West was like the talk of the town. And I feel like this was the conversation everyone was having was like, oh, everyone in this division could take it. Like it could be the Chiefs, it could be the Broncos, it could be the Raiders, it could be the Chargers. They're all contenders. And then we obviously know now the Broncos and the Raiders had some of the most abysmal like football seasons of history. Yes. And so it's it's going to be so interesting to see kind of how the AFC North flushes out if, like, some of these teams, like, if we think the Ravens are going to be so good and then Lamar Jackson doesn't come out and play like you think he will, and they just kind of plummet. And so that's just the greatest thing about football is that every year you just literally, you cannot, you don't know half the time what you're going to get from each team. No, you, you literally have no idea. And um, in, that, in that, that injury that you talked about, I mean, that you could tell, I mean, Ultimately, you could say that all four of these teams could realistically make the playoffs. And again, if you told me that, I would, yeah, that makes sense. These are like these, the three teams that wouldn't be the division winner are going to be very competitive 
and you're annoyed that they're on your schedule. So, yeah. Uh, moving into the AFC South, we have we go from maybe the best division, one of the worst. <laughs> I think the NFC West has that beat. We'll get to that in a little bit later. But the AFC South isn't anything really great. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. The Jaguars winning the division last year and having a great season under first-year first head coach Doug Peterson, winning a playoff game at home, coming back down from 24 nothing. One of the funnest one of the funnest playoff games of last season. Yeah, and you know how good, you know how good of a game it was? It was even fun listening to the radio. I was driving back from St. George, had that thing on the radio, and it was still electric to watch or to listen to. So this division has a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, obviously, ja- uh, Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence in his third year. Houston Texans with first year, CJ Stroud. Indianapolis Colts with first year, Anthony Richardson. And even Tennessee having first year Will Levis as the backup quarterback behind Ryan Tannehill. Uh, with also uh, the kid that they took last year uh, who played a few games for him. I, I think he's the third string that him and Levis might be switched. So the Titans... Jags, the Texans, Colts all have these young quarterbacks. How do you see the division shaking out in the AFC South? I'm, I'm going to mix it up this time. I'm going to go top, bottom to top. Here we time. go. Here we go. Um, okay, Indianapolis Colts. My thing is I think they're going to be the 31st worst team in the NFL this season. There is one team that I think is going to fall behind them, but we'll come up with that once we hit the NFC. Um, so I don't think the Indianapolis Colts are going to have a lot to talk about this year, obviously. Don't have a lot of players on their side. All of the drama with Jonathan Taylor, obviously it's not going to affect the entire locker room, but I think that anytime there's bad blood between players and management, it just never bodes well for the organization. Um, And we'll kind of see how that all flushes out. But I think also just having Anthony Richardson in his first year, very uncommon for rookies to have incredible first year of play. And so I think there's just going to be a lot riding on him, but there's going to be a lot of development that happens for him. But I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to end up at a solid four and thirteen, um, with lots of room to grow and lots of draft space to capitalize on next year. Um, coming in at number three, I've got the Houston Texans. Obviously, I think C.J. Stroud is going to have some fun, exciting play. We're going to see some promise from him. But I just I think the Houston Texans made a lot of good moves this offseason. I just think that like when an organization has to literally strip down to the bare bones and start rebuilding, it's going to take a couple of years before you start seeing the fruits of that labor. So I think we're still going to see some rough times um, in Houston, but promising it's going to be a more hopeful season than the last few have been um, coming in right behind them. Tennessee Titans at seven and 10. I would put my money on Mike Babrell every day. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. So I think he's going to be able to sneak some wins over top of those two other teams in the division. But I do think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to come out on top of that division, 11-6. I think Doug Peterson is the answer. I think that Trevor Lawrence has a lot of incredible opportunity. We saw a lot of great play from him. And so I just think we're going to continue to see him build and become one of the household names that we talk about along with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and uh, Malik Wills was the quarterback that they took in the third round a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't know why that space means. It looks like he's going to be the second-year quarterback for the Titans. but. I think this division is is prime for the Jaguars. It should be one that they win, probably going away. The Titans are so well coached that they're going to be annoying and they're going to be in it. If you're a Jaguars fan, you're never going to get much of a separation and you probably split the season series with them. 
But overall, I just think the talent disparity that the Titans will have on a weekly basis is going to be hard for them uh, to overcome. And 7 and 10, 8 9 feels right for them. So the order for me, again, you could swap Houston and Indianapolis for record and placement. You know, I, I think that could be a possibility just because the Texans are kind of far away. But then that just goes down to which rookie quarterback plays a little bit better and, and that probably who's ends up with four or six wins. So uh, overall, I, I do like the uh, list and I agree with it. So not much to, to argue or dispute. Um, you, if you're, if you're a Jaguar fan, you're just hoping that Trevor Lawrence takes another step at the end of last year. Uh, they, they, you know, were really strong, uh, finished the year really well. And Trevor Lawrence seemed like he was ascending and, you know, went toe to toe with the chiefs in the playoffs. And you're just hoping for a continuation of that. So speaking of the chiefs, the last division in the AFC, the AFC West, we have the Bat, the returning Super Bowl champion, uh, two out of the last four years, the Kansas City Chiefs. They have the Denver Broncos, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, not only have the Chiefs won this division and won it over and over and over again, they have also hosted four straight AFC Championship games. It actually, I think it might be five straight. It's five straight when Tom Brady beat them and then four since, and they've made three of those four Super Bowls only losing to the Bengals a couple years ago. Do they repeat in the division? And a little bit later on, a little sneak preview, do they repeat in the Super Bowl aspiration? 100% they repeat. I think that Kansas City is definitely going to come out on top and it's not going to be close in this division. I think that they're going to be sitting pretty at about 14-3 and three to end the season. Obviously, you just can't bet about against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I think that they're the new and improved version of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. And so I think that they're going to have a clear uh, winning percentage over top of the rest of their division. This one is, I don't know why this, this specific one was the hardest for me because I feel like Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers Raiders for me are pretty much like I could go either way with any of them. I would not be surprised to see any of them at the bottom of the division, but I also wouldn't surprise to see any of them at towards that second spot. And so for me, I'm just going off gut feeling. Trust Sean Payton. So I'm going to put Denver Broncos at nine and eight. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers just barely losing out on that second place spot by eight and nine. And then the Las Vegas Raiders coming in last at seven. Yeah, again, I think it plays out very similar. The division uh, for the AFC West, by the way, it's been seven straight years that the Chiefs have won it. And before that, it was five straight years of the Broncos. So this division just has what seems to be runs of dynasty within it. I think your order's I think your order is pretty much right. I do still think the Chiefs are going to be right around, you know, 13, 14 wins. It's just what Patrick Mahomes does. Uh, the only thing I, I kind of disagree with, I think the Chargers are going to be a 12-win team. Uh, and, and, you know, the Chargers hype happens every year. It's happened every year for the last, I feel like, my entire life, even back into the Phil Rivers time and injuries or whatever being the reason it never came to fruition. But I do think that this year they have a lot of talent. They have that really nasty loss that we just touched on against the Jaguars in the first round when they were up 24 nothing. But I just don't see it with how good Herbert is, and I do think he's really good. I don't see how they don't make remark, you know, mark improvement. So I'm thinking around 12 wins, 11 it would be okay. 
Uh, and then I think your Broncos nine and eight, eight nine under Sean Payton, and the Raiders around seven eight as well. I think kind of is how that flushes out. So personally, dun, 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 dun. so before we do the AFC, what is your AFC championship prediction? AFC championship prediction: I'm going Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs versus your Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, you're on chalk, huh? Who's hosting it? I'm going chalk. Cincinnati. Oh, they flip it, huh? Okay, okay. And uh, okay, get to that a little bit later. So the NFC. Let's start with the NFC East: America's team, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, and Washington Commanders. How do you think the NFC East is going to shape? Uh, also, one of the funnest divisions, I think that in the NFC, this is one of the most competitive, not so much with the Commanders, but with the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys. Obviously, Eagles coming off a Super Bowl loss, and they had an incredible season from a defensive perspective, from Jalen Hurts having an incredible season. One of the coolest stories in the NFL, I think, is Jalen Hurts, um, is how he's been able to like come up as one of the best quarterbacks. Um, they obviously added a lot of weapons in the offseason, and they're continuing to build, but they also lost a lot of uh, key starters, which is interesting. But for me, I think the biggest problem for the Philadelphia Eagles is that last year they probably had the easiest schedule in the entire NFL, which, I mean, that's not on them. They did what they needed to do. They went in and took care of business in those games. But it's flipped the script this year, and I would argue that they probably have the like one of the hardest, if not the hardest schedule uh, this season. And because of that, and also we have to take into consideration that last year, they were very lucky to have little to no injuries on their squad. Um, squad. And that's what? Squad. <laughs> uh, and so I think that this year you're going to see a little bit fall from grace for them because I think that with that difficult schedule, I think you're going to see some injuries inevitably pop up for them. So I kind of see the Cowboys and Eagles being pretty even keel this season and coming in right at 10 and 7, but I think that the Cowboys are going to be ending up in first place, even though the Eagles are tied with them for the record. still think the Eagles will make the playoffs, but I think that you've got Dallas Cowboys sitting on top of this division, followed closely behind the Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants coming in third with a 9-8 and eight record, and Washington Commanders sitting uh, pretty far back at 6-11. and 11. I have to disagree with some of this. Uh, first off, the first two I do think is correct. Um, that sounds about right. I do think the Eagles are going to take a step back for a variety of reasons, but you mentioned a good amount of them. In this division, unlike what we just talked about in the AFC West, there's never a repeat. They haven't had a repeat division winner since like 2005 when none other than Andy Reid was there. So it doesn't happen. In, our guy. Yeah, our guy. It doesn't happen in this division. So. Just going off history, there's going to be maybe the Cowboys. The one thing I will say is I think that the Giants are going to not be good. I think they're going to be 6-11, and 5-12. and 12. I don't think Dan Jones is a good quarterback. I think he should thank the Vikings and whatever that piss-poor defensive coordinator that they had. I've already forgotten about him. Don't want to talk about him. Did in that playoff game because if you look at the beginning of their season versus the end of the season, everything for Daniel Jones, everything for Saquon Barkley was trending downward. And they finished the season pretty poorly. And then they had a game that was set up perfectly for them. Ed Donatel, that's his name, uh, ran the most vanilla scheme of all time. And they were able to carve him up and get a road win that was on a 13-win team. 
that made the team, I think, believe in him a little bit too much. And so I think the Giants are going to be terrible. And I think on the flip side, I think the Commanders with Sam Howell are going to be the third team. I don't think they're going to be unreal, but I think, I think like I said, I think your Giants will be 4-13, 5-12, like very far off where the Commanders will be more around that 500. But the other two ones, I agree. Yeah, I feel like I can go either way on that one, too. Good points, buddy. So, the NFC North has our favorite team. We'll, we'll just say it, you know. No sense in hiding it. The Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. Now, remove as much bias as you can, Paige. I, I will. Um, I tried to take all bias out of it, and I feel like I'm pretty realistic about the Vikings and their abilities. But I still, there's a lot of hype going around the Detroit Lions. Obviously, Dan Campbell's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff going fun. on in Detroit. Fun. They're a fun narrative. They obviously ended the season on a high note for Lions, which is so funny because their high note was that they kept the Packers out of the playoffs, not that they made the playoffs themselves. But to me, I still think that the Vikings, I think that the Vikings have not regressed at all. Last year, they're 13 and four, had an incredible season. Offense was incredible. We obviously had our issues on defense due to poor coaching for the most part. And this year we've added weapons. We've got additional, we've took, we got rid of some older players, brought in some new guys that I think are going to be really good. People like Jordan Addison. And I just think the Vikings are going to come out on top of this division. I think they're going to be sitting at right around 12 and five going into the postseason. I think the Detroit Lions are going to come in second. I think that they're obviously the most improved team for me in this division. I think they're going to be sitting right around 10 and seven. Um, I still just think that there's a weaknesses in that. I don't think Jared Goff is the guy. I think that Kirk Cousins is superior quarterback to Jared Goff. And so I think there's going to be ways. I think that the Vikings will have opportunities there. Um, I think the Chicago Bears are going to come out in third. I think they'll be right around 6-11. and 11. I think that for the Bears, that's a really hopeful and exciting season. I think you'll see some improvement with Justin Fields and some promise play by him, but I don't think that they're going to be able to overcome a lot of their opponents. And then sitting last in the division for probably the first time in a long time, I have the Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to be obviously having a Having a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers caliber, regardless of the season they've had the past few years, when you have like a pivotal person in your organization leave, I think it just takes a long time to kind of rebuild around that. And I just don't think that Jordan Love is going to come out and be incredible right from the get-go. I think that there's going to be a lot of space to improve there. And I don't think that their defense is anything to write home about. So I've got the Green Bay Packers tied with the Chicago Bears when it comes to schedule, 6-11. and 11. But I think that they will come in last in the division. There we go. Music to my ears. I think all this is is valid. I think the only argument you can make is that the Vikings and the Lions are swapped. Uh, if you were looking at any other outcomes, I don't see a path for the Bears to win the division. I guess I could see a path for the Packers do, and that is that Jordan Love uh, took those, you know, that those three years for mentorship from Aaron Rodgers and is ready to go. Uh, but even Aaron Rodgers' first year, they were below 500. So it, it doesn't happen very often. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's just like the first year for any quarterback coming off, regardless of what kind of play they've had, I just think it takes a while to get their rhythm, and they're not able to hit the ground running. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, he's kind of a different cat. He's but different so I, I, I do think, you know, again, as much as I try to remove my bias, maybe it just never truly goes away. I could see, you know, I do, I do think the Vikings are the best team, uh, best offense in that division. 
they also have a, a great defensive coordinator, probably a top five defensive coordinator in the league in Brian Flores. And with what they were able to do last year with a bottom, bottom, like the bottom, the single bottom in point uh, in yards and top five, like bottom five in points, and they're able to win 13 games. Yes, some of that stuff isn't going to break their way this year, but hopefully they won't be in so many situations where they're hoping that that happens. So, but again, if again you told me that the Lions are the ones that were twelve and five and the Vikings were ten seven, it makes sense. I can see how that would happen. I I just don't think that's the most likely outcome. So not with Jay Jettas. Not with Jay Jettas. So now we move into the NFC South. As mentioned, probably the worst division in football. Like you look at this. And you compare this to the AFC North, it's like this. I feel bad for the this is a rough I feel one. bad for the teams. Any single team in the AFC North that they're dropped in the NFC South, like swapped out, they'd win the division. Browns, yeah. even. Like they they would win that division going away. So the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucks. The Bucks have won it the last three years. Uh they had a certain guy named Tom Brady helping them do just that. But now he's gone, and we have Baker Mayfield starting. We have Derek Carr on the Saints, Bryce Young on the Panthers, and Desmond Ritter starting for the Falcons. So a lot of new faces starting on this division. What do you think is going to happen in the NFC South? Yeah, so one of the most one of the most difficult divisions to guess on just because I don't think it's that great, but I do actually really love what the Falcons did this offseason. I feel like Last year, their entire roster was just questionable and just kind of like no one there didn't seem to have like really a scheme of what they were doing. But I feel like this year they went more like Titans route where it's like they built around to be a physical run game and become efficient from a passing. And so I just think with the additions that they've got that you could see the Falcons kind of pulling out the win in this division. I think they're going to be sitting right around 10 and 7, just above 500. I don't think it's going to be this incredibly incredible season. I think that they'll get beat really easily in the wild card round of the playoffs. But I do think that uh, they will come out on top of this division. But the thing I will say is that right at, at second, I could also see Carolina Panthers. I, it's going to be a tight race for me between those two teams. I think that Carolina also made a lot of uh, good moves this year. I think what... I think with that though, I'm just like, it's like, that's dependent on if Bryce Young is able to get hot early on yes. or if it takes him a while to get going. Cause if Bryce Young is able to come out and just like play NFL style quarterback level right from the get go, then I think the Carolina Panthers can definitely move up to that number one spot. But I think it's going to take him about five, six games to really get into a groove. And I think that the five, six games at the beginning of the season where he's not in that groove is where he's going to lose that, lose that divisional title. Uh, and then right after that, coming in is New Orleans Saints. Um, I think that Derek Carr is an upgrade, but he's not. He's proven that he's not this quarterback that's going to have insane play and take his team to the playoffs consistently and to the Super Bowl. So I think that you can see them sitting right around 7-10. and 10. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady is no longer there. It doesn't really feel like there's much going on. I think the team is still trying to recover from Bruce Arians leaving after the 2022 season. And so I just think that you're going to see Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at right around five and 12. They're the perfect example of a Los Angeles Rams. There's so many teams like this where they get perfectly built up to win the Super Bowl. And then as soon as it's over, 
people leave and the team is just subpar again. But hey, they ha- they got that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams in history over the last. I mean, the Jets are kind of now on that exciting stage of this, but they definitely have have sunk their teeth into an opportunity. And if you feel like you have a chance to win, you got to go for it because they don't come around very often. I The only thing I kind of disagree with, I like the Falcons, but I, I think the Saints will be better than people are are kind of thinking. I think they'll be around that 10 and 7 range. Uh, I think Derek Carr is good, not great. Um, and the defense is better than any of the Raiders defense he's played on. So just because of the division, I think they have a good opportunity just, I mean, in the division alone have four to five wins. And so from the next, uh, I guess the next 11 games, you just got to scrape together four more, five more. And I think that they can. And so I think the saints will be kind of that team that I think has a better record than maybe they are just because of the division they play in. And then they'll get hosed in the playoffs, whether it's the Falcons, them, I think either one of those teams, that's how it's going to kind of play out for them. So Kind of a weird division, but uh, whoever makes it out of it will lose in the first round. I want to put that on a flagpole and, and fly it. They're going to have a home playoff game, <laughs> and another team that played maybe in the North or the East or even the West that's better is going to come in and absolutely beat the piss out of them. So moving on to the NFC West, we have a prohibitive favorite, San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy at the helm. We have Seattle Seahawks the Los Angeles Ram Super Bowl champ from a couple of years ago. Now having the, the worst, uh, I guess, worst drop off in record of all time from a Super Bowl winner to last season where they were starting Baker Mayfield at the end of it. And now probably going to be the worst team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. This division is weird. You have top flight talent and maybe the worst team in the league. How do you see it playing out and let me just put your fourth team in place the Arizona Cardinals yeah 100% Arizona Cardinals are going to be the 32nd ranked team in the NFL for this entirety of the season there is not good things happening there Kyler Murray is obviously out for at least six weeks it's just not looking good over there JJ Watts out there's just not a lot of promise so um yeah Arizona Cardinals sitting pretty I'm they're lucky if they get three wins to me this season I just don't, I don't have a lot of hope or faith in that organization at the moment. So just look forward, you know, Cardinals fans. I have a lot of friends who are Cardinals fans. They're already talking about looking forward to the draft come uh, 2024. So that's just kind of one of those years where you just know, and you'll just appreciate the wins when they come. (laughs) Um, I think that right above them. And I mean, right above them. I mean, a clear gap by six games. I think you'll have the Rams. I think they're going to be sitting right around nine and just a little bit over 500. I do think you'll see an improvement. I think obviously they suffered one of the worst Super Bowl hangovers of all time, but I think that's also a symptom of the condition of they signed on a lot of people and they they had to let go because of the salary cap. They had they had set themselves up. They got everybody there. They filled the weapons that they needed to, and they were ready to go. Um, and Sean McVay knew exactly how to get that done. I think that's why he was such like, why he's such a great coach. But um, Obviously, I think this year they're going to have, they're able to build, rebuild a little bit. They're recovered from that season. And I think you'll see them be a little bit more competitive than they did last year. Um, Seattle Seahawks, obviously a great season last year. They snuck into the playoffs. And I just think that Pete Carroll is a coach that you can put your trust in. I think he's very similar to a Mike Tomlin 
where it's like you know that he's gonna like put his team in situations where they can win and he's gonna make game time decisions that make his team win games in those tight races but I do think that the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan and the team that they have I just think that they're going to be the clear winners of this division I think they'll sit right around 12 and 5 and take the division title pretty easily and the Seattle Seahawks will kind of be in a foot race with me um, between the Carolina Panthers and, and getting that wild card spot. Yeah. No, I agree with you pretty much on the entirety of the list. I do think um, if if I was supposed to mark like a surprise, I think the Rams might be better than the Seahawks this year just because, uh, you know, their coach is really good. You know, Matt Stafford, when healthy, has always been really competitive, even with some bad uh, – Lions team. So I do think that the Niners win this division pretty comfortably and, uh, you know, are one of the better teams in the NFL. But then, you know, the two maybe fist fighting for that, you know, wild card spot, but no one's really going to be pushing the Niners in this division um, to take it from them. So I agree with you on there. So an NFC championship game, who do you have? I've got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> NFC championship. No bias. No oh. bias. That's just literally, that's how I think it's going to shake out. You know, I think when I asked you, I didn't mention mine. I think the Buffalo Bills will be playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game with the Buffalo Bills winning. I'm just going to say it. That would be great. Okay. And then the NFC. Is that, is that realistic or is that what you're hoping? whatever <laughs> because if we're talking hopeful how incredible would it be if it was the bills or Vi- bills versus vikings it'd be terrible because one fan base would just be so sad <laughs> and it probably but would also be at least at least you could walk away thinking you know at least the other team didn't ever have a super bowl no so it's no. like you you can root for them a little i'd bit. rather have teams right now in this time frame i'd rather have teams that have won it Win it again so that I don't have to see <laughs> how awesome it is for a first time. Um, <laughs> NFC is tough. Like the NFC to me is so wide open. Cause like really, if you look at the AFC, in my opinion, you have the chiefs, you have the Bengals, the bills and the jets. I mean, I think in some form and, and and maybe, 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 maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that's Trevor Lawrence taking a massive step off what he did last year. But the N- NFC, I mean, really, if you if if I gun to my head, I would say probably the Niners versus the Eagles again. Because I do think the mm-hmm. Eagles have such a good team. I do think that they are going to take a step back, but like that I mean, the Vikings are in there, but like if I mean, it's not like the Falcons are gonna be playing in the NFC championship. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Like the Bears or the Giants. Like you just don't see that. It's like really the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Niners, in my opinion, are the four teams there that are going to do it. I, I just don't I just don't really see it being much of an option. But so I I you know, and in the Super Bowl, I do think it's uh it's going to be probably the Chiefs. I would love for it to be the Bills. So I'm gonna say the Bills versus the Niners with the Bills winning their first Super Bowl. I'm going to have the Bengals versus the Niners with Joe Burrow getting his first. That's a good story. I like that. I can mess with that. Yeah. I can mess with that. Well, cool. Uh, one week, Paige. We're one week away. One week. From. Till football is back. It's going to be 
amazing. And to kind of outline what we think uh, or what we think, kind of outline what the football season schedule for podcasting will be. We'll have two episodes a week. You're welcome. Round of applause. You asked, we delivered. Yes, everyone was asking. <laughs> They're beating down the podcast. They said, you know what we need? We need more. We, hey, we need This more. isn't enough. Feed me the takes. <laughs> so we will have an episode every Monday morning. We'll have an episode every Friday morning to cover what happened and what's going to happen. And we'll do that through the entirety of the football season. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it to be here. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to give us five stars. Leave a great review. Tell me how funny I am. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at the History Podcast. To find us on YouTube. Thanks again, everyone, for watching. This has been another episode of the Podcast. I'm Zach Bennett, alongside my sister Paige. <laughs>